You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Arsenal Women's Podcast and what a week to do it. Uh, Casey Bourne joins me as always. Casey, first of all, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. I wanted to come on wearing my Arsenal shirt and then do you know what? I was like, no, it's too cold. I'm, I'm not putting the heating on, but I'm very, very happy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm delighted. I'm buzzing. It's been a great week for Arsenal Football Club in general. And then to see, obviously, the women sort of pick up where the guys left off on Sunday and then to progress in the FA Cup the way they did as well uh, was fantastic. So we've got two games to dissect this week. I have to apologise for the lack of a podcast last week. I became a dad again, so something had to give. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we didn't get around to recording the episode. That's what sleepless nights will do to you. But we're back and uh, we've got two games, as I say, to dig into. And we'll kick off uh, with Arsenal's 5-0 demolition of Manchester City in the WSL. I mean, Casey, Arsenal have started the season like a house on fire. We've talked in previous episodes about how much Jonas Eidevall's brought to the side, how different they look, how some of the new signings have had a huge impact. Now, Looking at the way City have started the season, I must say I did expect Arsenal to win this, but I didn't see a result so big coming. I didn't see a demolition like that um, coming. I've got to be honest. Was you expecting Arsenal to be so dominant and so in control? Not to that level. Like with City's injuries, that and it's the biggest list I've seen. I expected, you know, an Arsenal victory, but maybe max two, three nil. Not. 5-0 like it was just more than I I think any of us had expected and maybe more than the girls even expected or what I'd have expected I don't know but it was it was great to watch so it was indeed and there was goals of course from Vivian Miedemar who uh you know is always liable to pop up with a goal isn't she uh, we <laughs> had a couple yeah, exactly. A couple from Kim Little, uh, Katie McCabe got on the score sheet and Leah Williamson added the fifth as well to really put the icing on the cake. But it wasn't all one-way traffic because after Arsenal went two goals up, uh, Manchester City had a couple of chances, I've got to say, and, and Zinsberger had to make a couple of saves. So there was a little bit of a reminder, wasn't there, that Manchester City are a good side. And if you, you know, yes, we gave them the opportunities. Fortunately for us on the day, they didn't take them. But it's just a quick reminder, isn't it, that this Arsenal team, although it is very good and is progressing and is heading in the right direction, is still not perfect. There are still a few issues defensively um, at times. We've just, I think we've been quite fortunate not to have been punished in, a, yeah. in this game and the Chelsea one now. For sure. I think we're almost, you know, we're focusing so much on the attacking play because that's what the majority of the game is is a part of. But it is, a, like you say, a reminder that there are tweaks that need to be made still and the defensive work is a little bit, you know, at times you're thinking they could punish us if the teams were to take that opportunity. And like, luckily, you know, they haven't. So in a sense, it's it's hard to judge. But yeah, from what we've seen defensively, it's it's not been anywhere near as good as the attacking side of the game. Um, but yeah, if, you know, they're still improving in the sense that teams aren't taking that opportunity and they probably would have done before 
um so I guess that's a, <laughs> a bonus I don't yeah it's, it's still room for improvement I think there but yeah so far so good for sure have you been impressed with the way Arsenal have been really aggressive in the way they've kind of pressed high up the pitch and how at times they've been a lot more direct than maybe they were under previous management yeah I think Katie McCabe everyone goes on about you know her aggressive pressing but she's always been able to do it it's more so the fact that she's got people around her now that can help her do it um, and be in the right positions for her to press and you know it's, it's not just her like Beth Mead has been very aggressive even you know she's an attacking player but she's pressing higher up the pitch than we normally would see so yeah I think all, all over I think it's just a bit better balance. Yeah absolutely so that's three out of three uh, in the league for the Arsenal women uh, they've scored 12 goals which is obviously very impressive when you consider uh, we're just three fixtures in. They've only conceded two. Now, I made the point there that defensively, I still look at the team and I see moments and, and situations whereby I think we've been a little bit fortunate not to get punished. And and that kind of, you know, that stat doesn't tell that story. But, you know, Jonas all seems like a perfectionist and I'm sure he'll be working behind the scenes, won't he, to try and improve those things because... You know, is it? But is it something that he can dramatically improve, or is it something that just comes as, as I guess, an associated risk to the way he is asking them to play? Yeah, I think it's it's a bit of both, probably, because you know, if you're going to play that aggressively and that high up the pitch, then of course there's always that risk of, you know, defensively you might struggle. But I think they've got the team there that can, you know quickly improve if they need to and maybe that's something that Idaville needs to look at a bit a bit more because clearly going forward it's it's no issue um it's just moments in the defense where it could be exploited but yeah if, I think if he works on it it'll be absolutely fine because they've got the team to do it yeah for sure and, and I'm just looking at an article from from Tim Stillman as well who um, is the go-to man when it comes to the Arsenal women, you have to say. Yeah. Um, and, and he talks about that desire for Arsenal to press high and the willingness to be a little bit more direct in their play, whether that means going long from time to time. Are kind of the two standout things that have been different uh, in terms of Jonas Eidervold's Arsenal in comparison to the way they played before. Um, but we do have to make the point that City had a lot of injury problems defensively and they've started the season really really slowly we've got a six point advantage of over them as it stands I would have said at the start of the season that they were probably title contenders um, along with Chelsea and ourselves so how significant do you think this six point advantage that Arsenal already have in September over Manchester City could be come the end of the season yeah like it's huge to have it at the start of the season because I think six points in the WSL like it makes the biggest difference at, at the end we're normally fighting for those six points whether it's against City and Chelsea but to have it at the start of the season City have been really unfortunate with their injury list like I've never seen a list like it so yeah it's it's hard to I mean I, I feel sorry for them as a team to be honest with you but yeah I think having it at the start of the season is an advantage for us because yeah come the end of it those six points will be crucial. And just for context for maybe people that don't follow women's football as closely, because I know that predominantly the Chronicles of Aguna listeners are fans of the men's team. And I know that they have an interest in the women's team and they keep an eye on the results and maybe watch games from time to time. But how significant 
um, well, I, I talk about how significant the advantage is. The WSL is different, though, isn't it? It's not as competitive as the Premier League, the men's Premier League, that is, in terms of everybody can beat everybody. And so that advantage can disappear quite quickly. There are standout teams. You'd say that Arsenal, Chelsea and Man City will be there come the end of the season. And so that adds to the significance of that six-point advantage that Arsenal already have, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly that. It's like in the Prem, you know, you could go in thinking you're going to beat someone and you completely lose it. Um, WSO is different in that sense of there are the teams that, you know, you, you get your teams like West Ham, Tottenham, they could fight, they have the ability to, but it's realistically, it's normally only ever Arsenal, Chelsea, um, Man City, United could be another one. There's there are potentials, but yeah, it's it's very different to the Prem in that sense. And you know, the points do make a huge, huge, huge difference. Um so yeah, getting that early on is is huge for Arsenal. For sure. I guess what we're saying is the frequency of shocks of shock results is very uh is far more sort of spaced out isn't it then then it would be yeah. in in the premier league um so really good start to the wsl for arsenal and the arsenal women massive uh, victory that big result obviously as we said aided by the injuries that manchester city have but arsenal had to be clinical when those opportunities came along as i said manchester city had some opportunities at 2-0 weren't clinical and then arsenal continued to to take those when they came along and once they went 3-0 up through katie mccabe the contest was done and uh, then we added a couple more, uh, including a penalty. And uh, from then on, it was it was pretty much plain sailing. And then following um, that really positive victory and, and the whole club being on a high after the men's team beating Spurs mm-hmm. and then uh, the women's team slaughtering Manchester City, there was another North London derby. A North London derby between the Arsenal and Spurs women in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Um, again... Arsenal demolishing them. Uh, Arsenal actually went a goal behind in this game. So what does that tell you about the character of the team to not only come back, but come back in such a convincing way? Yeah, and this is this is what we've been speaking about in the last few episodes. Like we haven't had the chance to see Arsenal actually go down against the side and and fight back, and we didn't know how they would react to it. But it was literally an immediate reaction, and yeah, to get five goals again it's just mad like I I don't know whether the fact it was a derby probably helped them you know psychologically to to do that but what a game honestly what what a time for Arsenal in general yeah for sure it was Iwabuchi who scored the equaliser uh the Japanese international uh Nikita Paris with some really really good work down the right hand side Wubber Moy scored before Ford added a third Nikita Paris then added the fourth herself and uh Caitlin Ford added the fifth again so two really really impressive performances really putting their opponents to the sword and of course the FA Cup draw has seen Arsenal land Brighton in the semi-final to set up a potential final showdown against either, you've guessed it, Manchester City or (laughs) Chelsea. Uh, So Arsenal in a really good position now, you feel, to at least make the final. And, you know, am I getting a bit ahead of myself in thinking about a double maybe already? No, I don't think so. Like, I really don't. Considering, you know, we've played Chelsea and we've played City already. And going off that performance... I don't think 
God, touch wood, it shouldn't <laughs> be an issue. Um, yeah, I don't think so at all. I don't see why the double would be difficult at the way they're playing. Um, they seem to be miles ahead of everyone else. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is Arsenal though, so. Yeah, exactly. We've always got to kind of temper <laughs> those expectations, but really, really positive signs. Obviously, Nikita Paris. Um, how impressed with you with her have you been uh, since she's arrived? Yeah, very. I think, and she's been patient in every single like game so far. And this last one proved it. She she waited for a chance, and she really was a great standout. But for me, the one player who I think is key to this season is Iwabuchi. She has been phenomenal like the nutmeg she she did to get her goal against Spurs was just like wow I think yeah Paris has been good and she'll only get better with with more game time so yeah it should be exciting for her so many talented players in that team it's, it's getting increasingly difficult isn't it to kind of pinpoint going into matches who the difference maker might be which is obviously a great sign and, and bodes very very well um so a really positive week that 10 10 goals scored just the one conceded against Manchester City and Tottenham who are both uh, decent opposition is I mean you talked about us kind of previously discussing how Arsenal would react to any issues to, to maybe falling behind I'm now curious to see how, how Arsenal will react to a defeat because I think everything's clicked into gear so far for Jonas Eidevo and I think when you're bringing new ideas to the table as a manager when things are working, it's very easy to get people's buy-in. But there will come a point in the season where they perhaps suffer a defeat and people say, or people within the, the camp will start to maybe look at some of the new methods and some of the, the things that he's implementing and maybe think, I'm not really sure about that. Do you think that, you know, I know he's managed big teams before and he's he's managed on the continent, but this is very different, I think. And And do you... Are you as intrigued as I am? It's not like I want Arsenal to lose a game, but I am intrigued to yeah, see yeah. what's going to happen off the back of a first defeat whenever that comes. No, I feel the same. It, it's going to be, it's just, yeah, interesting to see what's going to happen because like you say, we haven't had that chance to yet. And I was reading after the the FA Cup that I'd have always almost said like, you know, he hasn't had a chance to look at Brighton and how, they, how they're going to prepare going into the game against them so I think it's almost as if he's taking it each game as it comes and each opponent and looking at it that way so I'm not I'm not too sure how a defeat would you know affect the mood in the camp I think for them it's probably w more a case of whether how bad the defeat is if it's a 1-0 you know fine that's not such a big deal but the way they've been playing so far I think if it was a, a shocking defeat then I think they'd probably start to question things then yeah, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? It's, hopefully, it's not something that they ever have to deal with over the course of the season. <laughs> Fingers crossed that uh, we'll go all the way. You know, nice to replicate an invincible season. But this could uh, be it. yeah, it could be it. But there is, of course, a very, very long way to go. And while things have started very positively for Arsenal, there is plenty of football uh, to be played. Um, I mean, just kind of while we're on the subject of Arsenal and, and buzzing, and, and I know the North London derby that we watched on Sunday was, was from the men's team. But how have you been feeling as an Arsenal supporter in general over the last few days? Because for me, I feel re-energised again after a really mm -hmm. kind of difficult couple of months. It's, it's, it's been really welcome. Yeah, I feel 
it sounds I don't know if it's stupid but I feel like this is the most connected I felt to the club in a long time like as a whole club as well I think it's just been I don't know that over the last few months this has just been like what we needed and I think we're all just so like I'm still buzzing after the derbies that we've had men and women I think it just overall I feel like there's a good vibe going on at the minute and I think that's probably what the club needed from the fans as well so yeah as long as they as long as they keep it up because you know what we're like next time you know one of them losers will be back to our old ways but <laughs> no it's been it's been nice to actually sit and enjoy watching the team that you love and being the old Arsenal yeah for sure and and the way the women's team is playing is very much Arsenal isn't it very you know attack minded mm-hmm. very aggressive and and then you look at the way the men's team have been playing maybe over the last couple of months and it's not always been that, but Sunday it was. And and now you're starting to feel like this is our club. This is what we mm-hmm. expect to see. This is what we hope to see. And and you mentioned connection there with the club. And I think the fact that we have got so many players, sort of our own players in both sides is something that makes it easier to buy into. I think the fact that we're uh, obviously pulling off positive results obviously helps and, and makes it all a lot easier. But I agree with you. I think there's a there, there feels like there's a bond and a connection again between the fans and and the team. And that's not just about results. That's about style of yeah. play, about energy. It's about the kind of you mentioned vibes that they're giving off, and and you can just see two sides now that are really hopefully on the up and and, and going places. Yeah, because it's like even even with say you know Leah Williamson being captain of England it's like little things like that where you're starting to feel a bit more like you can support them in other areas of and say Saka and Ramsdale have just been called up to the England squad it's like Ramsdale he I think almost he's brought a connection because it's like the passion that he shows it's just what we needed to see I think from the team and I think Leah is a perfect example of that in the women's side as well it's it's just little things like that that you're picking up on and you're starting to feel like this is the old Arsenal. Yeah, indeed. Of course, Arsenal women take on Aston Villa uh, this coming weekend away from home. That's a Saturday 5.15 kickoff and we'll bring you some reaction to that game early next week. But then on the Tuesday, Arsenal take on Barcelona in the Women's Champions League. Um Casey, that's going to be a tough fixture, isn't it? I think we, we're <laughs> going to learn a lot. Could you tell by my face? Yeah, 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 the way your face dropped. That, uh... <laughs> we're going to learn a lot about Jonas Eideville's Arsenal, I think, in that fixture. And, and it's one I'm, I'm very much looking forward to as a result. Yeah, I think and it's going to come at a good time for us. I think if we were to have faced them at any point during this season, it, it's probably best now. Not only to get it out of the way, but to see, you know, how we can improve against tough opponents um yeah I am a, a bit nervous by it but going off what we've seen so far we shouldn't be because you know what we have seen there's nothing to really query too badly but this is Barcelona and they are a great side so yeah yeah and, and I think you mentioned the timing of the fixture and I think that's that's spot on because what it does is it gives us a nice early indicator as to where Arsenal are at. 
so yeah. as we don't get carried away if we're not up to standard. But equally, if we are, then obviously we've got lots of reason to be confident moving into the remainder of the campaign. So it, it's come at a nice time because right now we're up here and, and that's great, but it can be dangerous to kind of not really understand where you are in terms of the grander scheme of things. So I actually think the fixture comes at a really good time. And obviously we'll play them twice in the group stage, uh, which gives us those two games to really, you know, have a good look and, and try and understand exactly where Arsenal are. Right. I think we're going to leave it there. Um, nice positive podcast this week. Really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Uh, smiles on both of our faces throughout, which was fantastic. Uh, Casey, let people know how they can uh, follow you on social media and keep up to date with the fantastic work you do. Thank you. Um, I'm just at Casey underscore born on everything, Twitter, Instagram. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. There you go. Make sure you give Casey a follow uh, so you can keep up to date with her fantastic work. Make sure if you haven't done so already, you've subscribed to the podcast. Make sure if you're watching us via YouTube, you hit that like button. If you're listening via the audio platforms, please do leave us a review. That very, very much does help. Uh, We'll be back very, very soon with more Arsenal women's content. Until next time, take care and uh, stay safe. Goodbye.